Sunday's game in Denver started off very, very tough for Jacksonville, but they had Gardner Minshew and Leonard Fournette in the second half and come away victorious. It's Tony Wiggins with your Jacksonville Jaguars report here on Locked on Jaguars. Well, another hurdle Gardner Minshew has crossed and passed the test, bringing the Jaguars from a 17-6 halftime deficit and being led by the workhorse named Leonard Fournette. Gardner Minshew brought the team back, took the lead, the Jaguars gave up the lead on defense, no problem. Gardner Minshew drives the team down the field for a game-winning Josh Lambeau field goal that would have been good from 60 yards out. It is something about this kid, man, I'm telling you. This Minshew mania is real. And Leonard Fournette showed up. Leonard Fournette with the second-best rushing performance of any Jaguar in history with over 220 yards rushing. Everyone needed to come and play, and that's exactly what they did this weekend. Jaguars are victorious in Denver. And there were some scary uh, moments uh, Sunday. Uh, you knew that Von Miller and, and Bradley Chubb and that crew were going to eventually get loose. You didn't, however, want it to be uh, at the you know at the expense of Jacksonville. And in the first half, it looked like that that's what was going on. But boy, did they regroup and they whatever they did at halftime. And, and this is another thing that I'm going to give the coaching staff credit for: the halftime adjustments, the fact that. This is not the, the only time that they've come out in the second half and actually looked like an entirely different team. So you have to give credit to the coaching staff for, one, making those adjustments, and for, two, being able to motivate the team to come out and, and continue to be who they are. And who they are is a physical running football team and they use play action to get those receivers going. Uh, Leonard Fournette, what do you say? It's, it's one game, but for, for everyone that thought – that you know he was he was starting to get the label bust, and for a lot of people that thought that Leonard Fournette was tiptoeing and wasn't decisive, you didn't see any of that yesterday. Uh, now I know to convince the people that aren't big Leonard Fournette fans <clears throat> that you know he can do this all the time. He's currently third in the in the league in rushing, and he leads the AFC in rushing. Uh, but it was one of those, hey man, y'all forgot about me games. When you're talking about all these other running backs around the league. The thing with Leonard is you just can't make him something that he's not. And um, he ran yesterday like the guy who should have been the fourth overall pick, and it was good for him. But, see, this, it's that physicality. It's that brand of football. It's that downhill approach to football uh, that allows him uh, to, to be at his absolute best. So you got to give him credit. Um, but Gardner Minshew is going to continue to be the story around here, and rightfully so. This is not just – the whole Uncle Rico thing, and I and I keep harping on that, the caricature, and all of that stuff is fun, and it makes everything cool. But people need to give him credit for his football-playing ability and his acumen. And there were a couple of things that he did yesterday about with pocket presence and feel for the game that, you know, it takes veterans usually to, to play that way. And when, when folks were, were doing all of these comparisons, and I remember hearing somebody say that, the ceiling for him was Andy Dalton. No, it's higher than that. I think it's a lot higher than that. And I think it's because the other guys believe in him. You can see the way they run routes. You can see how they have a, a little a hitch in their giddy-up. Even watching the players on the sideline when Gardner's in the game, you can tell that they have the utmost confidence in him as a football player that he's going to get them out of good and bad plays. And Coach Filippo calls the game with – the, the confidence that you want in an offensive coordinator. For instance, 
the touchdown uh, that put the Jaguars ahead for the first time. That was a great call. It was a great call and great play design on the uh, the touchdown to the tight end right up in the middle of the field. Because those are situations that you say, okay, in this situation, we're going to get here and we're going to do that. And you have the confidence that that guy's going to execute it as an extension of the coach on the football field. So Gardner Mania is, is, is high. It's not just high because of all the other stuff. It's high because he's a real, real good, efficient. Usually you don't hear the word efficient and improvisation in the same sentence because that's almost like an oxymoron. But he is a he's a he is an improv guy, but he's efficient while he does it. So he doesn't lose the efficiency and he doesn't lose the fact that he's making good plays while he's improvising. And I think that in itself is a little bit of a gift. So the Jacks go to two and two on the year. I thought it was a real critical game because now at two and two, guess what that means? They're tied with everyone in the entire division. They're all two and two. And the Jags seem to be uh, on the uptick uh, after losing Nick Foles early in the season uh by the way i wonder now <laughs> and this is something we're gonna ponder if you click on locked on jaguars and you can you can you can hear my analysis on this is is Gardner Minshew keeping the the quarterback seat warm for Nick Foles when he comes back or when Nick Foles comes back is Nick Foles gonna be keeping it warm on the bench while Minshew plays all right, man, we're going to get into it. We're going to talk more about Nick Foles, Gardner Minshew, Leonard Fournette. John DeFilippo gets an attaboy from us for the way he called the game. Doug Marone for keeping this team together amidst all of the weirdness that's going on. And Jalen Ramsey, the team did miss him yesterday. But I'm all for him just playing with the guys that want to be there. That's what you have to do. It's about availability. We're going to cover all of that stuff. But first, I got to tell you about my friends over at Blinkist. You get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books. Go to Blinkish.com slash locked on. Try it for free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. Buckle up. I'll be right back. If you're like me, man, and you have long work hours, and sometimes you don't have the proper time you need to nourish yourself and get something to eat. You need to download the app at DoorDash. That's right. DoorDash connects you to your favorite restaurants in your city. Ordering is easy. Just open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be delivered to wherever you are. Not only is it your favorite pizza place around the corner or your favorite sandwich shops, but there are 340,000 restaurants in 3,300 cities, so you might find a new favorite one, too. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order or 15 of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter your promo code Locked On. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter the promo code Locked On. Don't forget, the promo code is Locked On for your $5 off your first order at DoorDash. All right, welcome back to the Monday, Victory Monday edition of Locked on Jaguars. I'm your man, Tony Wiggins. Uh, good victory. Good victory yesterday. Uh, Doug Marone, Coach Doug Marone has talked in the past about those hurdles. What are those hurdles that will come that Garner Minshew will have to overcome? And I think what you saw yesterday, it, it, you saw it in the game yesterday, and they were able to win. Now, I think he overcame the hurdle even before they kicked the, the game-winning field goal. Because they were down, 
wasn't playing extremely well. Uh, they came back in the second half and missed a lot of pressure. He galvanized. It seemed like the offensive line started playing better. They believed in him. They kept blocking for him. Uh, even with them rotating running backs, Rockwell Armstead was able to get into the mix and catch a touchdown after the great improvisation uh, by Gardner Minshew. So to me, he actually overcame the hurdle before the result uh, was a victory because to come back from behind like that, that's just something that you need to see out of your quarterback uh, because every game ain't going to be perfect. You know, you're on the road. You're going against a, a hungry, hungry, hungry team whose coach is looking for his first victory, whose Hall of Fame outside linebacker was looking for his first sack, who, you know, they just needed something good and something positive to happen for them. They've lost a, a couple of close games. So it was almost like the Jaguars were set up to be the prey, you know, and it looked like that in the first half. But the coaching staff, the players, the offensive line that I've been beating up all year, uh, Marone through all of this stuff that's been going on with Ramsey not there. He's standing on the sideline yesterday and this, that, and the third. Let me tell you one thing. I want to be deadly honest with you. If you think for one minute he's lost this team, you're crazy. And it's, it's almost, and this isn't like something that I have personal knowledge of, but I do believe that the one good thing that came out of all of this dust up with, with Jalen Ramsey was this. It gave Doug Marone a chance to almost, in a sense, take up for Jalen. And that's what he's done. All you've heard is, blood the guy to death. He's a great player. Oh, whenever he wants to come back, he'll, he'll, he'll come back. I know when he comes back, he'll be ready. Yep, he talked to me back in September and he told me this. Yep, he's been sick. Yep, he came in for treatment. Yep, he had the flu. Yep, this happens all the time. All of this stuff. All of this time when it appears that some people might say that that's weakness. But, you know, he, he, it's almost like he's made a fool out of all of us. And what he's actually done was he's openly supported his player and backed his player, even though a lot of people think the player is acting like a baby. But what Doug, what Doug did, what Coach Marone has done, is I think he may have, if he didn't have it, he probably earned even more respect from the rest of those guys in the locker room because he won't throw a guy under the bus who's probably a real easy guy to throw under the bus right now and, and you'd be able to get away with it. But what I think he's done is he, he, he's used the, you know, the psychiatrist type, the psychological advantage that he gets. He gets nothing out of beating up Jalen Ramsey. All he gets is a bunch of attaboys from a bunch of people that agree with him. But what has he done? Had they lost this game or had they been losing games, it would appear like, okay, you know, you can't let the kids run the classroom and all of this stuff. And you know how people make up all of these sayings. But I don't get that that's the feeling. I think what he's done is, uh, what he's done is, is he's actually looked like a leader and he's looked like the guy he's looked like the first sergeant that says yeah i'll yell at him but i don't want nobody else yelling at him and 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 yeah we have issues but we'll handle them in-house i think he's really got those guys behind him i really do i don't think you go in and make those adjustments yesterday and then i don't think you get that speech after the game where i saw it he said i'll i'm gonna quote him now he says uh Make sure you get your, get your lift in before I see your sorry asses on Wednesday. And if y'all don't know what that means, that means that's two days off after a hard uh, hard victory. Uh, but he wants them to get their lift in, and the locker room went crazy. They're responding to him. And 
they're playing in these tough games in his image, New York tough guy image. Um, this is who this team has wanted to be for a long time. Yesterday you saw this team be who they wanted to be ever since Doug Marone took over for the head, as the head coach for the Jaguars. They wanted to be physical. I, what, what did Coughlin say? I suggest we adopt the term grit because that's what it was yesterday. There were a couple of times when they could have folded. There were a couple of times when the moral victory was already won. And um, they could have probably come out of that game and people would have, if, if they don't hit the field goal, and there would still be a moral victory. There would probably be an opportunity for folks to say, hey, man, that was a, that was a good, gutsy performance in the second half. Leonard had the game of his life. Uh, Minshew showed that he's the man. We came back, but we just didn't stop him. Uh, maybe if we had Jalen Ramsey on court and Sutton at the end, that wouldn't have been a touchdown. But it, but no, it didn't. It, the story didn't end right there. The story didn't end right there. The story ended with a victory. Other more great throws on the final drive. Uh, offensive line holding up. Guys catching the ball. DD catching the ball on a great route, and then getting all of that yards after the catch to really put them in, in Lambeau's range. By the way, you don't have to get very close to being Lambeau's range. Lambeau's a, a really good kicker who can kick it from a mile away. No pun intended that they were a mile high. But still, I mean, you have to really, really, really give this team credit, and you have to give the coaches credit. You have to give the players credit. They're 2-2 two and two right now. They started the season off 0-2. Oh and, and I think the stat was something like 12% of the players – or 12% of the teams that start out 0-2, only 12% have made the playoffs. Well, guess what? They're tied right right now to be uh, with everybody else in the division at 2-2. Two and two. I really, really do think with the way that they're playing and the momentum that they have, they're a problem for a lot of people. This team could really go on a run right now and, and be a real problem for a lot of people. Now, I think what's going to happen in the next coming weeks is you're going to have teams start to separate themselves. There are a bunch of teams in the AFC that's sitting there at two and two. You got the, the, the great teams, of course, like New England and Kansas City. And then you have the awful teams like Miami and whoever else wants to be, you know, uh, tanking for next year and all of that stuff. Uh, but then you have a lot of teams that's sitting there at two and two, and they're all in a bunch. And now you're going to start getting this separation. So next week in Carolina, that's going to be one of those uh, – those separation games. That's going to be one of those games where uh, you have a chance to separate and distance yourself from from these other teams. And I know that's an that's an interconference game, but still, what I mean is you're going to have the teams that go from two and two. They're either going to be three and two, or they're going to be two and three. And you'll start to see those degrees of separation. Um, the good thing for the Jaguars is they did beat Tennessee already. Okay, so they lost a close game in Houston, a game that they probably should have won. And been sitting in the catbird seat right now at three and one, uh, with the momentum that they had in that game. If they'd just gone for the one, this is why I hate chasing points. But I understand why they did it. I disagree with it then. I still disagree with it now. But they've been able to overcome that and uh, play really, really well. I want you to stick around because I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask a question. I'm going to ask a question, and then I'm going to answer the question. I'm going to ask two actually. Do you think they should still trade Jalen Ramsey? This is T-Wig talking to himself here on Locked on Jaguars. And if Nick Foles comes back healthy and Gardner Minshew's playing this way and they're winning games, could you possibly even thinking about, could you possibly think about making a quarterback switch? I'll answer both of those in just a second. 
First, I want to tell you about our friends over at Blue Chew. That's right. BlueChew.com is where it's at, man. Uh, when you're 50 years old and you're a guy like me, man, and sometimes you need a little bit of boost because you don't feel like yourself, Blue Chew actually does work. That's right. Go to BlueChew.com. That's like the color blue. And it, it's the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work for you. Here's the listener offer that we're giving you. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. If you visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code MLB, like, like Major League Baseball, just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com, promo code Major League Baseball, MLB, to try it for free. Blue Chew is better, cheaper, faster, and it works. That's right. It works. And we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. BlueChew.com. Promo code MLB. All right. Welcome back to the third and final segment of Locked on Jaguars. It's Tony Wiggins on a victory Monday here after the Jacksonville Jaguars go out, kick a game-winning field goal, man, and beat the Denver Broncos 26-24 um what what a great 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 comeback win and and kudos to the fans that went out I know the Bowl City Brigade took a lot of people out you could actually hear it through the TV you could hear the the sector of Jacksonville fans cheering on the Jags as they you know made their way up and down the field uh to get these points it's tremendous, man. It, it, there's there's a tremendous amount of enthusiasm right now with this football team, uh, with Gardner Minshew as the quarterback, uh, Leonard Fournette running the ball the way he did yesterday. The young offensive line played well yesterday. One of the areas that was a little bit troubling uh, was the defensive backs yesterday. Uh, Joe Flacco was able to go down the field 75 yards in like six plays. Uh and uh, score a game-winning touchdown, and they probably almost scored too quick because when they left that time on the clock, I said, dude, they're giving Gardner too much time. He's going to take this down there and add to his legend, and that's exactly what they did. But when you saw the performance yesterday of Trey Herndon, uh, who probably didn't play as poorly as you think, but you're just not used to seeing Jacksonville give up those types of plays on the outside. Um, You missed Jalen Ramsey yesterday. I wonder what's in his mind, though, as he's over there and he still has his trade demand in and he's watching those guys play because I know he's a competitor. Um, the fact of the matter is, I don't know what his medical condition is, but there are a lot of people that saying he could have played yesterday. I don't know. I don't even know if it was his decision. I don't know if he told the team he couldn't go, if he was tight. I don't know if they made a decision to hold him out for either to make sure his trade value stays where it is or because uh, he hadn't practiced all week and they didn't want to stick him out there if they didn't think he was ready. There's a lot of speculation going on about that right now. I, it doesn't look right. It doesn't look right for a guy who's never missed. But also the the part about Jalen is you never, no matter what's going on, he always wants to compete and always wants to play. And I think yesterday would have been a good game for him to go out and compete and play and, and really, really put a stamp on this football team or what his value is. Uh, I don't know if it makes a difference at this point. At this point, I'm almost in the camp to say, hey, why don't you just go ahead and move him and get whatever. And I know there are people that are saying, you don't have to do that. Just let him sit there. But also, 
at some point you just have to coach the people that want to play for you you got to coach the people whatever right wrong or indifferent i'm not taking sides about any of that stuff because i don't know uh any more of the details than anyone else what i am saying is at some point you got to look 53 got 53 other guys in the eye and you got to play for the way they played yesterday they played for each other and they wanted to be there and you're not going to hear any player say anything about Jalen not playing or whatever but because uh, I think they try to stay out of each other's business and, and especially when it comes to like contracts and stuff like that. So, look, I totally get it and I understand. Uh, but they, that team looked really, really good yesterday. And um, they looked really, really, really good yesterday uh, with the exception of, of giving up those throws late, um, especially in the second half when they made the comeback. So for me, it's just a matter of uh, – Figuring all of that stuff out, seeing what's going to happen with this week. You know, what is there going to be a mystery illness this week or whatever? Uh, see if he can keep getting stretched out or whatever and go out against Carolina and play. Sometimes you over there and you, you're thinking about leaving and, and you're seeing these guys go out there and play the way that they're playing and they're competing and you just want to be a part of that action. So hopefully that's one of the things that, that occurs and Jalen uh, can figure it out until they get it all figured out. Uh, the other thing I want to bring up is I don't know how you bench bench you. I really do not know. I mean, this thing is not only is it crazy for him here in Jacksonville, this is a national phenomenon. He was all over the, the TV yesterday. They're doing promos and, and and folks are showing up at stadiums with mustaches. And, and like I said, I always focused on the play, always focused on his play as opposed to focusing on that other stuff. But let's, it, let's just admit, man, it adds to the craziness around Gardner Minshew. And it's a good problem to have. It's a really, really good problem to have. But by the same token, uh, you could also screw it up and make a mistake. If Gardner Minshew, if they're eight and three, or if they're seven and three, and they've been playing well and they've been in some really, really close games, and and he's able to 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 not turn the ball over and keep doing what they do, and I feel sorry for Nick Foles a little bit because it's a tough situation he's going to be in too. And not only that, it just seems like we've seen this story before when it comes to Nick Foles. Uh, it's a, I, think, I think it's a good problem to have. I think it's one that Jacksonville, um, more, than any, more than any other team in the league, I think it's something that Jacksonville, especially around here, we haven't had a great quarterback like this or somebody you really thought you could win with since probably David Garrard. So that's, that's, that's been a long time. It's been a long time coming. And it's, it's good goodwill for the Jacksonville Jaguars to have someone who's marquee like that uh the two biggest stories have involved jaguar football players over the last couple of weeks is gardner Minshew and jalen ramsey for different reasons um i don't know i don't know what you do but i just don't see how you bench him at this point i don't see how you're pulling i don't see how you tell a kid who's playing well to to not go out there and keep doing what he's doing and then you're setting yourself up that you could always bring him back in but what are you going to do if Nick Foles goes out and, and it's not the same excitement and the improvisation isn't there and because of the styles and he starts losing games, how could you look your team in the eye, man? It's Like I say, it's a good problem to have. But, boy, if it's not handled right, it could really, really, really blow up. So the Jags are 2-2. Two and two. Lots of questions to be answered this coming week. Uh, the biggest, of course, is Jalen Ramsey and what do they, what do, they do and is there some other injury that pops up this week or some other reason for him not to play? Uh, we'll see. But right now, Jaguar Nation feels good, and they should. It's on to Carolina. 
next week. And of course, we'll be here on Locked on Jaguars all week to bring you all of the uh, content and everything that we hear from down in the building. Until then, it's T-Wig with Locked on Jaguars, Monday edition. Jaguars, two and two. Go to Denver with the win behind Gardner and behind Leonard Fournette.